All right. Well, hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, AJ. How's it going? Wait, AJ. Wait a second. That's AJ. Can, can we get a big round of applause for AJ? He's back. Look how happy he is. He's a happy boy. Look at how happy he is. I'm so, I'm so glad you're back. So, what's up, guys? The ceiling's up. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. No, but seriously, I, wanna, I wanted to ask you guys, if you guys had a highlight from like your, your week, I know it's only been like one day of school, but like think, think back to last week, what was like a highlight for last week? Does anyone have a highlight? Like, no, not the future, I just want to know what you did. Okay, so you're looking forward to wearing Halloween costumes, okay, does anyone have a highlight of like what they did last week, like the, the best thing they did? What'd you do? You got a C in math? That's a highlight. It's better than a D. Yeah? Highlight? You went to an NF concert? That guy is legendary. He's pretty good. You went to your nieces? Nice. What about you, Daniel? Wait, yeah, today or yesterday? Friday? Ooh, sweet. Well, I, my, highlight, my highlight is I went to, uh, I went to a pumpkin patch with my family, because we have this like tradition where we like carve pumpkins. And I don't know about you guys, but like my favorite part about carving pumpkins is like getting my hand in there and ripping it all out, ripping the guts out of the pumpkin with my bare hands. It's not dark at all. No, I just, ah, you eat the seeds? Is it good? All right, well, I'll take your word for it. I'll just take your word for it. Uh, I'll try it next time, yeah. So that, that was my highlight. That was my highlight. And then you, uh, you put them in the oven. Ah, you roast them? I can't believe you roast them. Anyways, I went and I pump, carved pumpkins with my family. It was great. That was my highlight for last week. Um, and that's my intro to what we're going to be talking about. Pumpkins. That's, that's all we're talking about. Right, AJ? We're just talking about pumpkins. Yeah. So, anyways, you guys all know me. Um, if you don't, I'm David. I wear a name tag that says David on it. So if you walk up to me and forget my name, it's right here. So uh, this is the best group in the house back here, just so you know. Just want to shout out to Tommy G over there for helping me out. Yeah. Anyways, but on a more serious note, we've started this series called Elephant in the Room. And in a nutshell, this whole series is talking about all those awkward situations and like things that we just avoid. The stuff that we don't talk about, right? The serious stuff. And why don't we talk about it? Well, because it's more comfortable to not talk about them. It's easier to just push it aside. It's too much effort to discuss. We don't want to give too much thought to it. And the biggest thing is it just creates this awkward tension. And you're just left sitting there like, oh, I don't want to feel this way. But what kind of leaders would we be if we didn't address these things right now? They're happening out in the world. Bring them in here and look through them through a biblical perspective, through a biblical lens. What kind of leaders would we be if we didn't do that? We'd just be info givers. And that's not where we are. So tonight we're talking about self-image. So does everyone have their outline in front of them? Yeah? We're talking about self-image and social media. So here we go. Self-image and social media. And um, does anyone have an Instagram? Raise your hand if you have an Instagram. I just want to get like, a head count. Okay, there's a bunch of people that have an Instagram. Now, who doesn't have an Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat, anything like that? You don't even have a phone. That's great. So 
basically everyone raised their hand. And I want you to know that it's not a deal breaker to you right now to have social media or to not have social media for this, for this message. All right? This is, this, I feel like there's application here for everyone. And so it, you just got to look for it. So you don't need to have social media. You don't need to feel left out. All right? Anyway, so my highlight, uh, I went to a pumpkin patch with my family. It was pretty fun. It was just my mom and my dad. And um, I wish my brother had come, but he's just the type of brother that just kind of like shows up late and ended up just not coming. So he didn't come. I know. Luke. But uh, so we went to a pumpkin patch and it was really fun. And as soon as we got there, my mom wanted a picture. And I don't know if you can relate with me and how I felt in that moment, but when your mom wants a picture, when my mom wants a picture, you know you're getting into it. It's like a 30-minute ordeal. You're like, oh my gosh, my mom wants a picture. This is not going to. This is not going to go well. And of course, it's never the first one that's good, right? Nor the second, nor the third, or the fourth, or the tenth, or the thousandth. And and why is that? Well, it's because my mom wants to look good in her pictures. She has to look good. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. And she wants to look good in her own picture. So when she wants to take a picture, we know that we're getting into it. But usually when we're taking the picture, and like it's like the first, the second, and the third picture, it's usually not our fault or her fault that it's, that, that it's just not going well. It's usually the rest of the family, you know? So we're not standing up straight. We got a crooked smile. Why aren't you happy? Why aren't you standing up straight? Why do you look like you're not happy? Just have a good time, you know, that kind of thing. So can anyone relate? Can anyone relate? Is anyone else's mom like that? I love my mom. I love my mom. But however, there's a bottom line to having a good picture, right? This is according to my mom. It's got to look perfect to her, right? But bottom line is we don't have to look our best, but she has to look perfect. Good smile, hand on the hip, forget a good side, that, that kind of thing. So we're standing there for 10 minutes. We finally get the picture, and then we leave. We get our pumpkin. She wants me to send the pictures, and then of course, I send the wrong pictures, so she grabs my phone and sends the one that she looks the best in because I couldn't figure that out for myself. But I just thought it was interesting, so I, I plugged into the intro of this message, and I just want to talk about it because, like, don't we just always want to look the best in our own pictures, right? Because we, we post the best and hide the rest, and I think that's your first, should be your first outline, your first, first fill-in. We post the best and hide the rest. That's just kind of what we do. So it made me also think about uh, these pictures that I saw online. They're like these like profile pic versus tagged memes. Have you guys seen those? No? Well, you're going to see some of them. It's like you, you post your, yourself, right? Your profile pic's like a good, nice photo of you, and then there's like the picture that your friend tags you in, and it's like not that good. Yeah, can we show a few of those? So I thought these were kind of funny. So there's the profile pic, and then there's the tagged photo, right? Good old Leo. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> is anyone caught eating something when that happens? All right, what's the next one? I, I threw another uh, Disney one in there for you guys. Who can relate to the girl on the right over here? Yeah. Tomas, did you raise your hand? <laughs> we can keep going. I have a few more that I thought were pretty funny. So that one's, oh, is that, is that, is that you, Tomas? <laughs> Sorry, that was your shout out for tonight. Oh, we can keep going. Keep going. I thought that one was funny. And then good old Qui-Gon. That's the first one I saw that inspired that whole thing. I thought it was really funny. And so anyways, um, and oh, and the dog one. I can't forget the dog one. 
That one's really accurate, right? That's a big boy right there. Yeah. So anyways, I wanted to find, I wanted to find one for me, right? And so uh, I found one of me. So you can go to the one of me. Yeah, there we go. So this is me in cross country. Oh, a handsome fella. So this is, <laughs> this is junior high, junior year of my cross country team. And um, this is the picture that was probably taken like five years ago. We're at Woodward Park. And so I don't know if you, have you guys been to Woodward Park? So hold, hold the question, hold the question. Yeah, Woodward Park, it's got a lot of long dirt roads. It's got a lot of like ups and downs and like, they, they chart the course for cross country and it's three miles around like the whole thing. And they're not, they're not skipping the hard like ups and downs and like there's this one straight hill that just like shoots like, you just run up it for a good like five minutes or something. But it, it's crazy. And so I was on varsity and they saved the best for last. So let me just say I was on varsity. But it's also a bad thing because the summer, uh, the, the whole season for cross country and track is between like, or just cross countries from the summer to the fall. And in Fresno, the summer to the fall, it kind of stays like an average of 100 degrees between, you know, so we can all relate to that. And so like, it's super hot. And I'm trying to justify and build this up because this is, this is probably my profile picture. And then this is a picture I found on my mom's Facebook because my mom loves to, loves to post. <laughs> yeah, so that's me crossing the finish line. Beautiful picture of myself. <laughs> I, I, thought that was, I thought that was really great. Yeah. That's me. I think, I think I ran my best mile time. No, I was just struggling hardcore. Me and my friend Van there, we're actually, we were at the back of the pack because we, were, we weren't doing too hot. But anyways, I just thought that was pretty funny. So you, you can go to the next thing. <laughs> you can take that off the screen for me. But um, truth is, I didn't post that as that's not my profile picture and that would probably never be my profile picture, right? But why, why is that? Why is that? Listen, guys, why, why is that? It's because I want to look the best, right? I don't want to look like whatever that was. Like, I just want to look good. Truth is, we care about what other people think. We care how we look on social media. Is that not true? That's why that wasn't my profile picture and probably never will be. Because we post the best, hide the rest, basically. Yeah. So, Galatians 1.10. Is our, is our scripture focus. And that, that verse right there, it's obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval. Oh, I have it different right here. I'm going to read it in NIV. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? And this is Paul talking. And if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So I just want you to ask yourself, like, what are your intentions behind your posts? You know, do we want to be noticed? That's kind of, we kind of want to be noticed. Like, if that's the intention behind my post, who am I trying to please? How different would our feed look if we asked ourselves these questions? So anytime you know you're in a group photo, say it's just a big group, you immediately run up and you want to check the photo and see what you look like in it. And that's where our eyes go first. Isn't that strange? We're in a big group photo and you know exactly where you stood and your eyes go straight to you because you want to see how you look. Wait, my eyes are closed. Wait, my hair's out of place. I wasn't bending my knee right or popping my hip or whatever you girls do. I wasn't doing all that. So we just retake it, retake it, retake it. I didn't look good, right? That's what we do. Our eyes go straight into it. And like, what is that? Why do we care so much? Well, that's the influence of the world. 
we all see it. So many people post like vacationing, what they're eating, who they're with, who they're partying with, what gym they're going to, how much they're working out, you know, how wonderful their life is, you know, how healthy they are. And that's when this game, that's when this game, this comparison game, takes a hold of our focus and it takes a hold of our hearts. This comparison game takes a hold of our focus and our hearts. And I want you to write this down. You know, it's not on the outline, but where our focus is, our heart follows. I want you guys to write that down with your crayons. Isn't that pathetic? Man. Yeah. Hmm. Why do you guys have crayons? That's an interesting question. It's a rhetorical question. Thank you, Jonathan. So, are we not, are we not in control of how we look on social media? Are we not the ones in control of how the world sees us? You know, everything, the focus is on me. Everything's on my phone. It's on my account. It's on my story. They're my posts. It's about me, right? That's what it is. When you sign in, you don't use someone else's name, right? You use your name. So, are we not the ones in control of how the world sees us? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take a negative spin on social media. I, I like social media. I, I like it way too much, probably. But I'm on it all the time. I love taking pictures, and I love capturing highlights of my week. I love videoing people and just make, even, like, especially if they're, like, the people that I love and that I care about. Like, I like capturing those moments. And it's, like, it's really good. Like, I, I like reliving those moments of my life. I like sharing those moments of my life. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's sharing your life, and that's okay. Sharing your life is okay. And so having social media, I believe, is okay. It's a great tool. You know, it's how we connect with you guys. Like, hey, winter camp's coming up. How do we send it to you guys? Sometimes we can just post to social media, and everyone can get the word out, right? We don't, always, we don't always have an email or something like that, but social media is usually the fastest way. We could group text, but that, that would be a mess, believe me. If we all group text, man, if everyone had a group text in here, that would be so bad. Yeah. No, we have one as a group, but I mean like everyone collectively. Yeah. It's sharing your life and that's okay, right? It's when our focus changes into sharing your life and then caring about it. From sharing to caring. When your focus changes from sharing to caring, the influence of social media demands that you look appealing that your post has to have a certain amount of likes, you have to look a certain way to be seen as important or attractive, right? There's a fine line between all of that. Now, seen as important or attractive, like when that boundary is crossed, you know, that's when that point of sharing and caring, fine line, you're crossing the line. There's a, there's a fine line between self-esteem and being self-absorbed. There's a fine line between good self-image and selfishness. And there's also a fine line between confidence and pride, right? There's a difference of being focused on what the world says about you and what God says about you. We just sang a song that says, I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. There's a difference in believing what that says than what the world says. So I want your next your next fill-in is a weak influence equals a weak foundation. Weak influence equals a weak foundation. So I had this little illustration I wanted to use. Thanks to AJ, he bought me this uh, Jenga, but it's actually not Jenga. It's uh, Jumbling Towers. It's like a knockoff version. 
hey, for five bucks, it's pretty good. It smells pretty good, too. It's, it's like, it's got this nice pine smell to it. But um, let's just say that, um, let's just say that this right here, this is your weak influence, all right? And this tower that I'm going to start building right now while I'm talking, this is your self-image. So weak influence can be like, I'll let that one go. Weak influence can be like, here's uh, someone commenting on how cool my sweater looks, right? Here's uh, someone liking my post, how many people I follow, throw that right on top there. Um, what else? My crush liking my post, ooh. Oh, there's also like, and there's also like good ones like my friends laughing at a joke I said. There's also like, I get a C in math and not a D. There's a good one, yeah. That's a good one right there. My parents' approval on something I said, right? Now, all of these, all of these, like, you can name it. All of these are good, right? Or some, some can be, like, good, but you know what they are? They're just momentary, momentary truths. That's all they are. And they're building a weak foundation. It's a weak influence. Though it feels good and though it is good, it's a weak influence building this weak foundation right here, right? Look at how wobbly it is. Do you think that could hold anything? I don't think it could hold anything. So I, I, need, a, I need a few volunteers. I just need three. Just three. <laughs> My whole group. I love it. Uh, let's see. All right. Zeke, come on up. Come on up, Gracie. And when you come up, just walk in front of the stage because I want you to knock over that tower. And then I just need one more. Okay, Daniel, come here. No, don't sit in the chair. All right, so I want you guys to each write in big Sharpie. So you can go first. I want you to write this word right here. And don't say it out loud yet. Write that word. Do you need to know how to spell it? It's a big word. No, you guys will write different ones. Did you spell it wrong? That's okay if you do. <laughs> you got it? Love it. All right, so hold that up against your chest. Don't show everyone yet. Uh, you can kind of see it because it bleeds through, but there. And I want you to write, Daniel, here, let me lift this up real quick. I want you to write those words right there. There we go. Yeah, and then hold it behind your back. And then Gracie, the last word right there. Do you have the Sharpie? Big, bold. Perfect. Big, bold letters. Now this tower right here, this tower represents your self-image, right? Built upon those weak influences. Built upon those comments and just those likes and the social media and everything like that. You guys can stand up. It's okay. I want you guys to hold what you guys wrote in front of, in front of everyone. I'll hold it up so everyone can see it. So, can you guys see this one? What does this one say right here that Daniel's holding up? Not good enough. This one right here? Disappointment. And what, what's Gracie say right here? Can you guys read that? Hold it up for everyone. Can you guys see that? So this is what the world says all the time. This is what the world's filled with, right? Words like unloved. Words like disappointment. You're not good enough. And when we have a weak foundation, thanks guys, you guys can sit down, I appreciate it. When you have a weak foundation, 
these things, not good enough. Your unlove. Your disappointment. Now when this comes at you, and you're built upon this foundation right here, your foundation falls apart. You guys get the point? You get the point? However, however, there are, there are truths out there. There are truths that God says about us. I am who you say I am. I'm not forsaken. There's a lot of verses in the Bible that have a lot of truth about what God says. Psalm 62, he is my rock and my salvation. My fortress that I'll not be shaken. Should have had you guys stay up here so you can build this with me. Would have been fun, like Legos. Nah. It's okay. I'm no longer a slave of fear. I'm a child of God. Now, th- this, this right here, do you think that this could, like, if I stood on it, do you think it could hold me up? Are you sure? I should try it, huh? I should, huh? See this right here? For God so loved the world, he sent his only son. These are, these are strong influences, right? These are strong influences. My body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. He gave me the right to be called a child of God. I am a new creation. I was created in the image of God. I'm given thought to like no other. I am cared for like no other. I am pursued even though I'm not pursuing. I am loved despite my sin. I'm loved no matter what the world says. He is the one who left the 99 to find the one. Right? Now, this is my self-image if I believe those truths. That's pretty firm. That's pretty strong. And someone saying I'm unloved, it's not going to knock that over. That's going to stay. That's going to hold true. These things that the world throws at me will not knock me down because I stand upon the truth of my God. Truth that is not momentary, that's not built up in selfishness. Truth that speaks love, truth that will never leave me. Truth that is better than false confidence and ultimate truth that withstands time. It's built up right here. Now Jesus, Jesus had confidence, wouldn't you say? He was super bold in his ministry. And so were his disciples. They were super bold to even continue that ministry, if you think about it. We're here because of them. We're here ultimately because of God. But through the disciples and everything that they did, helping putting together that Bible that we read out of, right, that has these truths laid out in words for us to understand. We're here because of that. So I just wanted to reference this little story. It's not in your outline. It's Acts 3, 1 through 10. There's a story of like Peter and John. Um, they're walking up to this big city and they're going to do what the disciples do is just spread the gospel. This is after Jesus had resurrected and gone up to heaven now. Uh, there was a beggar who was lame from birth. And do you guys know what being lame is? It's, you basically can't walk. 
right? So he's dependent on others to carry them to the gate, set them in front of the gate every morning to beg all day for money, and I'll pick them up, bring them back home at night. And who knows if he even got to buy food with that money. Who knows if he didn't just get the money for those people that he was depending on, and then they gave him the scraps, you know? What a life that is. He was put in front of these gates all the time, and at the time, the, the, the disciples, like, they're travelers, right? They're sleeping from home to home. They're carrying the essentials. And the beggar calls out to Peter and John. And he said, I need silver. I need gold. Just what a beggar would do. Give me what you have, please. I beg of you. Peter and John walk up to him. And Peter told the beggar, you know, look at us. We don't have anything. They're carrying water. They're wearing clothes. They got shoes. That's probably it. Maybe a little satchel. But they're not carrying anything. But you know what Peter says to him? He says, look at us, silver and gold we don't have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. And he grabs him by the right hand. He helps him on his feet. His legs grow stronger immediately. His knees held him upright. His ankles bore the weight of his body. And his feet stood on solid ground. And he ran back into the city praising God for the miracle that just happened. What do we have to give? Thought about that? What do we have to give? Do you think that Peter would have healed him if he didn't have the confidence to do so? Do you think he would have walked up to him? Now, back then, the lame and the lepers, like, they were a lower, lower class. People didn't associate with them. People didn't talk to them. People didn't didn't want to go near the lepers. Now, this man was lame. But that crossed the boundary. That... That was Peter stepping over what the world says. He didn't care about what the world says to meet this man where he was at. He met him where he was at, walked up to him and helped him up to his feet. Because that's what Jesus did. Peter had the confidence in who Jesus was so he wouldn't have been knocked over by what the world says because his foundation was firm, was strong, wasn't going to be knocked over by what the world says. He didn't have this confidence in himself, but he had this confidence in the foundation built on Jesus Christ and what his heavenly Father said. And it's just that when our foundation and our self-image is built on who we are, that's when it's weak and can be knocked down and we're destroyed every day by a mere comment or someone not noticing us. People not getting, giving us enough likes or commenting on our posts, anything like that. It just gets a little dicey when we build our foundation like that. Now, I'm going to be a little vulnerable here. Um, I hope that in, my, in your guys' eyes, right? I hope that in your eyes that I'm seen as a good person. I hope that I'm seen as a, as a good person and that you think I do a good job at what I do. And I wish that even more that you would tell me because I, I, I like that, af- that affirmation. It's wonderful to me because it's a, it's a love language of mine, and I'm going to tell you about what a love language is in a, in a second. But however, if I get my source of affirmation, my single source from affirmation about comments, I'm like, wow, you, you did really great editing that video. If you guys haven't seen the Tommy Tries It, you should watch it. But uh, you did really great editing that video, or you, you're such a good bass player, or you, did, you have pretty good guitar skills, or your haircut looks, and your sweater is, you know, anything like that. Like, if I solely got my affirmation from that, what happens if I go a day without that? What happens if I miss that? Right? If I miss that, my 
emotions and my day is totally changed because of that. I let it get the best of me. That's my foundation for that. And then I'm destroyed if someone comes at me with a negative comment or doesn't even say anything. My tower topples over. So I, I mentioned the love language earlier. There's five of them. There's words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And each one is important in expressing love in its own way. Like knowing these love languages can help like, create stronger bonds between friends and loved ones. And a big one for me is affirmation. Hey, you're great. Hey, I'm so thankful for you. Dude, you're good at what you do. You did a good job. You are good. Now, if you're anything like me, you, you, want that, you want that affirmation. You want people to tell you that you're good, right? You want that personal recognition. Now, is this bad? No. But there's a balance. Jesus wants recognition for what he's done, right? Right? Jesus wants recognition for what he's done for every one of us here. So there's nothing bad with recognition. There's nothing bad with affirmation. It's a balance. And however, when my foundation of my recognition is on myself and for myself, it's unhealthy. Those affirmations like those likes on Instagram, how many followers you have, whatever, they all bring momentary self-confidence, momentary truth, nothing lasting, nothing that can stand on its own. The things that the world throw at me can knock me down, but I rejoice in that. I rejoice in it because there are truths that I can stand on. There are truths that build a strong foundation. And in this season of life right now, like, I'm just going through a lot of brokenness. I, I'm really hurt, and I hold on to what the Lord has to say. Because if I don't hold on to what God has to say, and I'm holding on to what other people have to say, those things will just slip through my fingers. But what God has to say is so much more powerful. And a good verse that I've just been like going day by day by is Psalm 34. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those that are crushed in spirit. Man, if we just like, if you just like really believe that, how awesome would that be to stand on as a foundation? We have a God that meets us where we're at. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to look attractive. I don't have to have 50,000 followers on Instagram. He meets us where I'm at, even if I'm a nobody and lonely, anything like that. Sometimes we put our focus on those weak influences, and that makes our foundation for self-confidence, our foundation for performance and aspirations in our lives topple over. So how do you change that? Well, there's three things that we wrote down on there, if you guys see that in, in your outline. The first one is choosing time. We feel like we have an unlimited time for social media, right? But then not enough time for the Bible. Isn't that funny? And I, I, I know this is true. If you want to go to the next slide, um, I, I screenshot, it's kind of small, I screenshot my um, productivity, you know? It's kind of like that screen thing for the week. So this is going back like a, a whole month. This is the beginning of October. It's kind of blurry, but Instagram is like eight hours a day on every single one. And that's just an average. And so I spend a lot of time on Instagram. You can't really see it, but I spent like, uh, I think it says like 10 hours on Hulu from the week of the 6th to 13th. Yeah, it's a lot. I was just been watching a TV show, a uh, good, old, good old TV show. And so <laughs> I just think that's crazy. I've spent, now if I compare that 
with how much time I spent in the Bible, like you can see where that can be a little convicting, right? I don't nearly spend as much time in the Bible as I do on Instagram, all my messages, all that other stuff. So number two is asking what's the reason. Behind what you share, what are your intentions? Are you looking to please someone? Trying to get noticed by someone? Am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Galatians 1.10, am I trying to please people? And then number three is reflect on that foundation. Take hold of what God has to say about you. Apply it to your self-image and build your foundation here. So when my self-image becomes attached to what others think of me, my foundation is weak. And that's usually attached to how I, you appear on social media. And so um, during a college service last week, Josiah uh, gave a testimony. My man, Josiah. And uh, he, said, he said something that really stuck with me. Um, and so I know none of you, um, I mean, of course, the adults in the room and your leaders, they drive, but none of you really drive. It has to do with driving. But it's a really... It's a really great metaphor. It's a really great example, and I wanted to explain it to you. So just like, just imagine, hey, you guys, you guys can drive, okay? You guys understand how your parents drive, what a speed limit is, okay? So bear with me for a second. But if you're driving 85 on a 60-mile-per-hour road, like, you know you're going to get a ticket, right? Like, you know that it can happen. It's a possibility, but you don't believe it. That's why you're still driving 85 in a 60-mile-per-hour zone, right? You don't believe it because it hasn't happened yet. You don't think it could happen to you. You've seen it happen to other people, but you're dead straight on not letting it happen to you. There's a difference between knowing and believing. So how different would our world be if we lived by what God says about us and we truly believed it instead of just knew about it, knew where to find it on Google, type it in, knew where to find it on the Bible. Oh, it's that one verse that I memorized that one time. But how awesome would it be to truly believe it and build our foundation on that? The world's not going to topple us over. Nothing's going to knock us over. How different would our lives be if we're putting what we're putting on display constantly? Like, what would that look like if we truly believed what God says about you, you know? All right, so I'm going to pray real quick, and then we'll get into our group time. So God, God, I just want to pray for the influence that these kids have gone through. There's a lot out there that tells you what you have to be, what you need to be. There's a lot out there that tells you what you should be, but not a lot that tells you what, what God says that you are. I pray that they can truly build their foundation on that. They can truly find those verses. They can truly believe that and hold on to it and they can really trust in what you have to say God because that's a big step trusting in a God that we can't see but God you have so much to say about us we're not forsaken we're chosen so I pray that we can just believe what you say and I pray that our small group times have great discussions and in your mighty name amen